everybody welcome back to another episode of a pill for the blues where we're going to talk about a couple of tunes look for the hues and give our reviews i'm raisa and i'm adiba and in today's episode we're going to be talking about the soundtracks of our lives um so raisa um i think we should definitely let these people know how you know we were first introduced to music so why don't you tell us a little bit about it how i was first introduced to music so yeah i think it, music was like the first prominent thing that was introduced to and i i have a brother who's like 11 years older than me so everything that i listen to now that i started listening to was because of him so we we used to have these devices uh called mp3 and mp4 players so yeah i used to have one of those so whenever he used to come back home from school so he used to live in a hostel so whenever he used to come back i used to download all of the stuff that he had on his player onto mine and yeah that's when i started getting into music so you're talking about um, a 6 year old practically listening to green day blink 182 um or like puddle of mud and stuff like that it's it's so bizarre like i i didn't even understand the gravity of this song or whatever they were talking about it was just a banger for me and it just used to bang my head so yeah that that's um that's what i used to listen to this how i was introduced uh what about you how how did you get into music hmm. so my relationship with music is like so odd because um initially i hated going to music classes like in school i barely participated in anything music related the only music i heard i had heard till then was just my parents singing like old bollywood songs oh. that's it like i was never into music but then the first time i really got introduced to music was in 5th grade when we had to you know try out they they practically forced us to try out for the choir group okay like they made us sing mm-hmm. and when i got selected for it i was so shocked because back before that i had no idea i could even barely sing i used to think i was stone deaf oh, wow. okay and then and then when i first audition and i got selected for it um uh, i don't know what sparked in me but i got this really super interest in music and then our teachers you know they suggested like a particular song or some mm-hmm. like artists like abba or cliff richard oh. or tina ross and you know all these oldies like simon garfunkel and they used to make us listen to those sort of songs they would recommend us to listen to those kind of songs because those were the sort of songs which had the genuine flavor of music you know it had the lyrics it had the it had the tune it had the melody it had a meaning so all of these uh Mm-hmm. the entire message was pretty relevant in those kind of songs so that was that was the first kind of music i was introduced to and i think i got into pop music only in like 6th and 7th grade when i started listening to linkin oh, park and green day imagine so dragons good. and you know trying to figure out finding music from youtube you know all your recommendations are filled with just mm-hmm. you know these kind of songs avicii and things all like right. that I, i got into it a little later but then i was introduced to music from like these old songs oh that's so cool so um Yeah, do you still listen to that music? Um, I do go back to it a lot. I mean, I do f- some random day I'll find myself thinking about one particular memory that I used to have or one particular person and I'll go up and I'll search up these songs and listen to them and you know, it takes me back to that time and you know, mm-hmm. it makes me feel very nostalgic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you think you can relate to that? Do you, do you still go back to it and listen to all songs you oh, used to I listen to? I listen to all the songs that I used to. Um, yes, I do. I listen to Green Day because their album american idiot was literally the defining moment of my life that's when i realized oh wow this is so freaking cool music is the shit that's when i realized that 
and i think last week uh, it was a suggestion for you guys to go listen to that album so uh, i'll tell you guys why i love it so much so american idiot is basically about this guy um, saint jimmy who's placed in suburban america and how he's forced by just everything around him to stay in that place and he can never advance so it's just like society putting him into place so the entire album like each track is a story um and how this character progresses over the story and it's just incredible how, how what what music can do how we can present it and it had such a deep impact um on my life when i was growing up listening to all of this stuff of course i couldn't relate being like 7 years old but it's just the way it was told and me listening to it it's just like it was me and music and there was no- nothing else so yeah. right it seems like a very complex but yet simplifying uh, some uh, a message you know you're trying to you're trying to convey all of these complex emotions just through the simple form of music so it's i think really interesting to see exactly. how it leaves such exactly. a deep impact on so not just a seven year old but someone who's generally going through that phase of life punk rock and stuff so acdc was a huge deal for me and yeah mm, just as right. much green day was and yeah, yeah. i had blink 182 and then mm. i gen- uh, generally progressed into wow. pop music because one day i was just sitting and chilling with my friends and someone told me there's this incredible new band in town you should definitely listen to them guess who they were aha uh-huh. oh my god one direction going to be what i think it is <laughs> yeah that was a phase uh, that was oh a my phase god. i oh was infatuated no. with, with them for about a year uh, but when i think about it it wasn't really their music that got me into it but the members themselves music <laughs> yeah so i, I think that's okay, the thing about music <laughs> now like more than the music itself you hmm. look at what the artist stands for or is like I think it's more of the bigger picture. I mean, now as consumers of music, we look into everything. We look into who the artist is, what are they doing, what sort of music that they're making. Mm-hmm. It's not just the song which Definitely. matters. It's the entire entire aura of that artist that you yeah, take. Yeah, so in. yeah, uh, One Direction and I I really like them. And eventually I I got out of it because I started listening to the old stuff that I used to listen to and then I realized what I genuinely loved. Right. And I definitely think it's def- it's left an impact on all of us. I mean, no matter what sort of music you used to listen to back then and what you listen to now, mm-hmm. it's you know sort of a combination of the two. You found your middle ground yeah. between listen to something like punk rock yes. and listening to something as soft as like you know um etchedin songs or something like that okay so what do you listen to now like what artists do you listen to um you know f- to be honest my playlist is so over the place right now like some <laughs> days i'll only be jamming to the beatles or i'll be listening mm-hmm. to like sad songs by like jeremy zucker conan gray or you know oh, yes. kina granis and stuff like that i'm just my music taste is all over the place one day i'll be jamming my head to billy eilish songs and the other day i'll be crying mm-hmm. to some sad song it's just 
Yes. It's all the place. What about you? What do you listen to now? Honestly, same. Like, see, it's so weird. Like, I can't stick to one genre. Sometimes I just listen to old stuff like Green Day, and sometimes I listen to even older stuff like jazz, like Ella Fitzgerald and Dean Martin and stuff like that. And I imagine that I'm in Italy right now. Not right now. Right now, this situation over there. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I listen to. I listen to them, and then sometimes I just come back to pop just to see what's going on. I love Louis Capaldi. I'm so happy because I I didn't even know where the music was heading, and seeing artists like Billie Eilish and Louis Capaldi come up, I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, so this is going somewhere. I get it. So, what do you think? Do you think it was difficult to release music? back then like before the internet and stuff or like is it is it easy to release it now um what i think is you know it's easy to get on the internet and put your songs out there but because mm-hmm. there are so many people doing the same thing it's difficult to grab mm-hmm. an audience you know not everybody has the same amount of followers not everybody has the same amount of listeners mm-hmm. even though it really shouldn't matter to you as long as you're able to put your work of art work of art out there but um uh it's definitely difficult to you know have a following i guess what about you what do you think about it definitely uh, no i feel like i personally know five people who've put down put out like a single or an ep in the last two months and so it's it's just a lot of competition but it's definitely easier now like you know way of putting it out uh, there you can just upload it onto youtube or just you know um go on to uh, what's the soundcloud and put it there and um you know considering billy eilish got famous off of soundcloud it's 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 a platform people still listen to it i mean a lot of people listen to it so in that sense it's really easy to put music out but it's very difficult to get discovered so yeah, that's yeah. that's just the that's just the thing so i'm sure there must be tons of artists out there you know who release really good music but it's because that you know we haven't found them yet we have not listened to their music mm-hmm. right now i mean songs with like sounds which barely have any sort of views on them or sound which barely has anyone ever heard them but you know they've worked super hard for them and you know this is the one thing that we as consumers of music don't realize we only see mm-hmm. the artist we don't see the work that goes behind making all of this stuff you know Definitely. there's so many people working on the composition writing the lyrics um you know coming up with artwork for the mm-hmm. album and you know producing all of this the label that's behind them the managers the agents everybody there's so many people involved in the entire process mm-hmm. that we only we only see like 10% of the entire 100%. That, that's exactly how they brand themselves. Um so the music industry is not just not an artist and it, it it like you said it comprises of managers and then you have to get a label and then you have to get an agent a distributor a plugger a publisher a tour manager branding consultant and all of those things and then upon all of that you need a social media manager. and uh yeah so it's it's just an elaborate ploy to get people to listen to them and i'm saying ploy because it's it's right now i think music is not the music industry is not just selling music they're selling right, right. products 
so they're selling a lot of things and yeah. something which i came across very recently about what the music industry sells is not just the artist or the song but it's sort of selling values to be honest you know um here you have yeah. all of these different kinds of artists releasing so many different kinds of music and the only human need for us is to self identify and belong and we usually try to listen to songs which we relate to you know where we we join these clubs mm-hmm. and we join these fan communities because we feel like we belong there we can relate to them so you know exactly. these are the sort of things that the i'm obviously that the album is going to make money and you know it's giving it's putting out more songs into the world and the artist is definitely going to profit from it but the thing which i i believe with the music industry is you know trying to give out into the world mm-hmm. is some sort of identification through these songs you know what i'm saying yeah i th- i think absolutely you're right and uh, over time i think that diminished in a way mm, where maybe. like music was about values giving people an identity like you walk into a store and like like a music store and you look for departments in uh, into which that you have to walk in so right then and there you make a decision about who you are what you stand for so if you're standing in like a punk rock section that that shows values like what um the artists stand for you resonate with them so uh, while wearing like a t-shirt of a particular artist like bon jovi or like queen um stuff like that uh so you resonate with the values but right now after the introduction of social media and stuff like that we have a completely different in a wider platform to identify ourselves so whenever we post a picture of ourselves like we look for a correct angle we look for a theme we look for a uh aesthetic so that amplifies our identity that shows people who we are or or like close to what we want to say i mean of course it's not all real but close to what who we are and like a caption just to describe ourselves so uh, upcoming uh, the coming of these platforms has i, th- I feel kind of diminished the value that the music industry presented but also it has amalgamated into products so the music industry sells values along with products it's it's basically like what i understood from uh, doing like this research for this podcast was artists are like advertisements for record labels basically so record labels sell merch tour tickets and stuff like that um So for that you need an advertisement you need a reason for those people to buy them. So that's where uh, these artists come in. They 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 don't really care about music as such. This is an industry just like any other. They, yeah, just because it's entertainment business doesn't mean it it has to be any different. So that's what right. I feel. So do you, do you think you can give an example about you know the label sort of being like the bad person in this situation and you know the artist suffering from this entire yeah i process. think labels are more complicated in a way right right yeah mm-hmm. um th- there are labels that are trying to do uh, good but i think one of the biggest labels in the world um uh, th- that is run by Scooter Braun i think a lot of us know that name because of his feud with Taylor Swift So I I just covered it for a bit. Like what exactly happened was Okay, so Scooter Braun, just to see what labels are doing right now or can do. We'll just look at what this guy just did. 
So he runs one of the most successful record labels of the 21st century and he started that by discovering Justin Bieber out of YouTube and he has big names like Demi Lovato and Ariana Grande signed on to it. And uh, this feud started when Scooter acquired Big Machine Records, the label on which Taylor Swift was signed to um, for around like 30 300 million dollars or something. So 2 years ago her contract had ended and in 2018 she signed on to Universal Music Group. So the new contract gave her ownership of her future masters. So masters are basically first recordings of a song from which like further copies can be made. So a previous owner never really gave her that right. So understandably when Big Machine was acquired the rights to these masters went to Scooter. Like all the masters from her last 6 albums. She herself was never really given an opportunity to buy Big Machine records. And Scooter was always a bully to her in the industry whenever she like first started out in it. So her life's work was resting in the hands of someone who had tried to dismantle her career. And as always, everyone got behind Scooter and were working hard to discredit Taylor. And that feud is going on till now. And this contract did not give her the right to sing any of her songs at the American Music Awards, like her own songs that she wrote. just because the rights went to another label and um she couldn't get to perform any of those uh, those in her upcoming documentary i think it's out yet uh, out that's weird yeah so that that's what happens in the music business bro that is so messed up imagining working all of those years putting your blood sweat and tears into something you're so proud of and not being able to own any of it it must be devastating for her exactly so crazy dude you know it goes to show how there are so many different industries and so many different layers involved in the music industry i mean there's the recording music industry there's the licensing industry there's the live music industry there's so many different aspects of just one particular topic which is music you know exactly it's it's basically the music industry consists of like three different industries within it and yeah the recording music industry is like self explanatory it's recording and distribution and stuff like that and then you have licensing it's it just collects royalties and gives out licenses and like owns licenses and stuff like that and then you have live music so you're just promoting whatever you produce so live entertainment concerts and tours and stuff like that So, exactly and i'm sure all of these industries must have uh, changed how they used to function and function now because of the internet they must have been it must have been a completely different scenario before the internet was present and how it is now don't you agree yeah absolutely absolutely like before the internet recording music industry was like the number one so everybody was invested in recording like the better the quality of the recording um the better the sound everything so it if recording was good that's what sold your records that's what everybody thought and um, and that's what happened so if you had that quality and you had that um let's say you had those producers you know you had so many people working towards your uh, your album or your ep making sure your recording was like the best you would do well absolutely and then licensing came second um, it, it was casual like a lot of people didn't really use the licensed music people just listen to music and just like let it be like a couple of shows did use it and then of course they used collectorities from them and 
then you had uh, live music and that was also pretty important but that still came third to licensing um so live music is just promoting so it was basically recording and live music that was prominent before the internet so you made music and then you went out and sang the same songs to people and live music was super important because um it meant promotion so that's the main key way in which you promoted your music which you didn't have social media you didn't have all of the fast speed internet that anyone can click on to and see what you're doing so e- even if the tour was a loss the label and the artist would still carry on doing it because that meant like they translated into more record sales because more people right. knew them and i also think live music is important because um I I haven't personally I haven't sung a lot of songs live but I'm sure musicians who are good at it and when they know that they're able mm-hmm. to captivate an entire audience into singing their words and doing it with exactly. them I'm sure it must have been a very thrilling feeling so that's why probably labels ensure that you know artists are given a chance to go on tours and you know showcase their talent and you know get all of these audiences hyped up and you know give them yeah. a once in a time opportunity i'm sure a lot of people who've gone to to uh, you know concerts and stuff have amazing stories to talk about mm-hmm. what sort of impact the artist must have left on them you know definitely and do whenever we talk about live performances i cannot get what the queens did at music aid oh god that performance gives me chills yeah bro that's honestly so true you know there are I wonder if listening to music and making music is the same everywhere around the world. I don't think so. I don't think it is. It's the western music industry is so different from what happens in India. True. That's that's completely true. I mean, we I mean not we as in we but like the Indian population in general listens to Bollywood music and that's what they consider like music music you know but then there are so many artists there are so many indie bands out there so there's so many solo artists who work so hard in producing albums and writing EPs but they can only uh, promote these albums on Spotify mm-hmm. or you know some sort of music platform they don't get played on radio their songs are not used in movies you know the only songs that are yeah. famous in India are supposed to be about women and about random words just like slapped together and like their music yeah it's the music industry in india first of all i don't even think it exists it's it's very small even if it does the mainstream music industry in india is just bollywood that's what it is if you are in a movie and there's a flashy dance to go with your music then your song is popular it's going to be played everywhere Like, I don't know, at your birthday, at a wedding, at a funeral, nobody cares. It just needs to have those simple two, three beats that are very redundant. They're used in, the, they're used in every song. And basically, music now in Bollywood is remixing old songs that were actually good. Right. And I think I understand why they're doing this is because it has mass popularity. They know it's going to sell, which is exactly. why they keep repeating. It's the same formula. I mean, you write some which you make something which is already previously made and it's done well. So you add extra beats, you remix it and you make it more famous, I guess. Exactly. I don't know who to point to. You can't really point at the labels because you know they're doing what sells. and you can't really point at the audience because that's the only thing that's available for them 
and it's just the urban population in india that listens to um those indie bands like pratik kohar and cool sorry you have local train and you have chai yeah. met toast and you have all of you have pratik kohar and you have all of these like artists who are upcoming and they have really good songs to listen to but they're not as popular as like say arjit singh or arman malik because they don't sing for bollywood exactly exactly you don't see these people um going into bollywood so it's just like a couple of us who see them in college or like when they do live performances again so that's that's how we get to know these artists so i yeah bollywood music industry that's what it is yeah and uh, i mean um it's it's different how it's it's so it's so crazy how uh these industries are so different from each other i mean there's the western world there's the indian world and there's like the asian world like you know the korean and oh, the japanese yes. music where you know artists have to you know they can't music by themselves they have to go through a label yes. and you know they have to become a trainee there you know work on not just their singing but like dance mm-hmm. and you know their their visual appeal and there's so much it's those are the labels which are selling a product dude. exactly it's not just the music it comes the, it's the entire package you have the dancing the music videos the pictures that you get out of it the concerts mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. live music shows so it's like the entire deal you know yeah that feels like an industry that doesn't even feel organic mm. i mean i'm i'm not saying they don't make good music they make incredible music so with the amount of work that they put into their into producing that music of course they're going to have incredible stuff but it's just you know it's not organic is what i'm saying right, it's right. just that's true it's it seems very robotic it seems very factory made exactly it is absolutely factory made it's just giving it's one thing to uh, do what works but it's an other thing to not have anything else apart from that and um i think what we're trying to say is that not everything not every sort of music made uh, in the asian community in the asian music industry is the same but the majority majority that we've come across like i am not going to say that not not like every single artist that works in that industry is like a ma- like someone who's been forced into doing what they're mm-hmm. doing i mean i'm sure there are artists who you know work and write their own music and compose their own stuff it's just the general overview of that particular sort of music yeah definitely uh like everything music industry as well has evolved in a way where it sells cheap thrills more than anything to give us like a filler sensation in our sort of empty lives that just got dark real that's quick true. but yeah. that's what it is that's what it actually <laughs> i mean is. that's us just overthinking life i guess <laughs> that's me no, bro i read somewhere uh, you remember the band we used to listen to bts yeah so they bring in 3.8 billion dollars to the south korean what the hell so they practically GDP. contribute to the economy of the country exactly oh and like one out of four people visiting south korea are there for shit BTS. so imagine the kind of power that they hold towards you know the other music artists i mean you don't hear ariana grande contributing to yeah. the american economy you know exactly do this is just like that's why it's factory produced it works they're doing it because it has such a huge impact and also it's 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 a comparatively smaller country but still you know they have a huge impact and that goes to saying how powerful the music industry can actually be you know we just disregard it sometimes considering it as like a entertainment industry and it might not be important but it is 
it has such a huge okay, impact so now that we've uh, discussed about what the music industry is about i think it's only fair for us to give you guys something to listen to so this week's suggestion from me is this incredible band called neutral milk hotel yes you heard me right neutral milk hotel they're one of the most incredible bands that i've found recently i think they're not fairly new but i just discovered their music recently so this um this song called aeroplane over the sea by neutral milk hotel the band is neutral milk hotel song aeroplane over the sea it gets confusing sometimes i i i know so we're, we're going to talk about what this song is what it means to me what it's about in the next episode so adiba what is your suggestion for this week That's actually a very interesting name of mm-hmm. the band and of the song. Mm, so I think people should definitely listen to it. Yes. Um last week I recommended a TV show so I think this time I'm going to recommend a mu- movie. And since I couldn't decide between these two movies, I thought so much about which one I should recommend. I'm just going to say both of them. Um the first one is called Begin Again. It's about this upcoming music artist and I'm not going to spoil anything for you and I think everyone should watch this. Uh, and another and another movie that i think everyone should watch is whiplash i mean anybody who's a student in life has to watch this movie that's it i'm not going to say anything else about it <laughs> i don't want to spoil it for anyone oh my god whiplash oof honestly i got so scared while watching the movie but yeah you guys go ahead and watch it and you know what i mean those are some really good suggestions i hope people will definitely listen to them and watch the movies um we're also hopeful that you know people are going to keep re- going to release music that is going to be soothing and relaxing to listen to and not some trashy ass feed where the music video is just is just objectifying women um that's it for today yeah yeah i think people will listen to our recommendations because there's nothing more for us to do so thank you for coming and we'll be here Again next Saturday. Yeah, make sure to leave your suggestions and let us know if you enjoyed today's episode. Um see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.